Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Michael Sanders of the Editor's Roundtable Podcast, and I have my co-host... Wanibara. Hello, well, how you doing? Johnny, baby! That's not my name. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, it's always so creepy, but awesome when you do that. <laughs> I love it. We also have our editor-in-chief here. Hey. Jill Bold. What's going on, man? Bold. And then the newcomer is still here. He's in Still a newcomer. Still, still here. Like I was. <laughs> yes, uh, Malik. Malik. <laughs> record Malik is Giles. two, two and zero. Oh, you know, um, I think he gets to fight for the division championship uh, <laughs> next week. Against who? Does he <laughs> just stay on the podcast? Or? Yeah, stay on the podcast. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I'm glad I'm here, you guys. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so, we're glad you're here too. <laughs> of course. Um. So. And Malik is our. Uh, Trinity River campus editor, by the Correct. way. Yes, yes, yes. He, he took Dang's job. Thank you so much. Dang does so, a lot of stuff, so yeah, you know, it helps of, us all a lot. That round of applause for Dang. Yeah, yeah. Dang, Dang does great work. All right, Dang. Dang. He does some great work there. He's uh, too much work. He's Word. very, very hardworking. Yeah, he needs to relax. He we we gave him this week off from the podcast because you got to regroup sometimes. You know, sometimes got to take yeah. a break and. Let your friends help you out. Exactly. He doesn't understand that. So yeah. we're to force him to yeah. understand it. <laughs> we had to like forcefully be friends with him and say, listen, you have to stop. <laughs> Calm down. So this week we got a c- couple things on the agenda here. Yes. Number one is one of my stories. That's why I put number one. Awesome. It's my story. Let's talk about it first. So <laughs> you got yes. to meet. Well, you didn't meet. No, well, didn't you meet. went. <laughs> you went to see um, rapper, actor, activist. Of philanthropist, poet, uh, you know, uh, poet. Rena- no, forget it, Renaissance man, does it all, <laughs> entrepreneur, yes. common, there you go, common, yeah. Uh, he was speaking at UTA uh, last week, and it was uh, it was cool to watch him speak. He talked about self love and giving back to others and the importance of caring for yourself uh, and your community. Uh, overall, he had a pretty powerful message that I think is important and pretty general. So it wasn't anything too crazy, but uh, personally, I think he 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 delivered it eloquently, and it was like a little bit over half an hour long, but it didn't feel like it was that long. It felt like it was like a good twenty minutes or so. Um, but yeah, it, it it was great, and I think yes, Jill. Question? Yeah, I was gonna ask. You know. <laughs> I thought she was about to cry. Yeah, no, 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 I was just taking a breath. Sorry, that was all like crying sounding or something. My bad. I burst into tears. <laughs> I, admit, I love him so much. I didn't get to see Common, and I'm upset. Um, so TCC shuttled students right over oh, to yes. over to yes, UTA. Yes, did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The the reason why we were able to go see it is because TR Student Activities uh, had a, gave an opportunity to students to sign up and to go. Uh, so I signed up for it, and we all got on a bus together, nice. and we went to UTA. Uh, so there was a small group of us. Uh, I sat with the good 30 people or so. Cool. And we all watched it, and then afterwards, uh, he was he, he was signing all these, like, different uh, – he was signing his – people brought uh, copies of his book. Yeah. And they were signing his book – or he, he was signing his book, and at the end of it – uh, my group chanted his name over and over <laughs> again, and he came over and took a photo with us. Nice. And it was very cool, and you can uh, find that online. He sounds sure. he sounds like a really cool guy, like just someone who will kind of go a little bit above and beyond what he was there to do. So yeah, he was he was kind, and even from his stories he was telling, he sounded very. He sounded like he he's he's a man who has let fame get to him, and then he's also 
realize that and come yeah. down from it. Because he, he he even says that a story about how uh, whenever he wrote one of his uh, first albums, I don't know a lot of I don't know his albums. Do you and Mike? I don't know the name. Do you know of the first one? <coughs> yes, I know about Common Sense. <laughs> that is his, for his his original <laughs> uh, name. That is correct. Uh, <laughs> but but uh, at at one point he his first uh, Grammy he was he was nominated for four Grammys one year. It's for the first time. First thing was nominated. That was for the album. Uh, I think it was Biggie. Yes, correct. That's it. And uh, he said that he he wrote four speeches. Or he wrote no. He wrote uh, three speeches, and he was like, you know what? I'm gonna use them all. Probably, I'm for sure gonna get it. And then slowly throughout the night, each time he said he did, he did like he each time he didn't get one, he was like, okay, no, it's cool. I, I still got. I, I still have at least three. I can I can I, I can com- combine all three speeches together to make it into a one speech. And he said that at the very end. Um, Kanye West uh, was sitting next to him because he was friends with him he, at the time. He said that at the very end, whenever it was like album of the year or artist of the year, uh, Kanye turns over to, to Common and he's like, oh, don't worry, you got this. This one's yours. And Common's like, yeah, I know. This is mine for sure. Oh, no. And then at the end, it's like, and for this award, uh, Kanye West. And before they even said the name, Common was standing up already, thinking he's going to go up there. Oh. And whenever he <laughs> they said Kanye's name, he stood there and just started clapping instead and just sat, sat oh, down. Suddenly it's a standing ovation. <laughs> yeah. <it. laughs> uh, and he just told the story, which I think takes a good amount of like hu- humility yeah. to admit that like you were so like uh, like strong headed and stubborn yeah. that you would get it. Uh, so I think even just going with that and tell some other stories about just how he's learned over the years that you know he he takes his fame and takes his like uh, star status and he's trying to give back to the community. Which is why he was there to talk to students. Um, yeah, overall, fantastic, fantastic uh, uh, storyteller for one, and just an interesting uh, speaker. Very cool. So, could you yeah. could you like describe the energy in the room? And did you see anybody bring a Zoom player for him to sign? A Zoom? Zoom? Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna assume wow. he was attached to like a marketing for Zoom or something. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I, <laughs> I did not funny. know. That'd have been funny. Uh, you know what's funny is I don't know what a Zoom really is. I just remember seeing ads. It, for isn't them. it like a little iPod? It, it but was, like does it, it move right? No, no. It was uh, uh, an MP3 player. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was Microsoft's version of yeah. the iPod. I remember so. that. Yeah, I don't remember nobody. that. Nobody. I mean, I remember it existing. Yeah. <laughs> Once. Um, one time. <laughs> actually, I, uh, one, one more story from the common thing. I just remember it right now. That was really, really cool. Was that he was visiting a, a prison at one point because mm-hmm. he, well, he was trying to advocate for uh, less crime or something like that. I don't know what it was exactly. I don't remember it from, from, from memory. But he. Probably reduced sentences. Yeah, I think that's what it was. And he was visiting a, a prison, speaking to like. Different people there, like people who who were convicted for murder and convicted for a lot of different things. He said that whenever he was in that room, uh, it kind of opened his eyes that everyone was kind of human mm-hmm. at the center of it. And the, even though these people are murderers, yeah, they still are. You know, they're human, they're, they're people, people, and they can understand their their wrongdoings. He said that at one point he was he was leaving, some and some guy called out to him and was like, "Hey, uh, I like what you're doing, uh, but be sure to give back." And then. I think the the impact of that was given was like put on him whenever he recognized that uh, this this guy in prison that is probably going to be there for life yeah. uh, that was not going to get out to the community he's telling Common to give back to the community that he'll never see ever again and I think that itself is pretty pretty profound uh, that I I attached to a lot with that that was it was it was good yeah was that's great. excellent all right yeah, he's um, a good speaker though that's what's up moving right along. 
Our favorite time of the podcast. <laughs> the monthly governance meeting. Oh, the governance meeting. Good times. So governance meetings when the board meeting or the board members get together and uh, they talk about pretty much, you know, a lot of uh, projects and things that affect uh, all of the Tarrant County College District. Um, so this week, um, during the governance meeting, they come up with the agenda items and then the week after that, they vote on the agenda items, basically. So this week, the pr- pretty much the most interesting one was a, uh, revolved around um, student parking fines and other student fines. Um, they uh, they proposed, uh, you know, some raising of certain fines. Um, some fines would say the same, um, but at least two board members really voiced their concerns about that. That raising fines for students, especially for like. Um, you know, parking violations and stuff like that um, is just really something that is kind of not something you want to do, like kind of a last resort thing. In fact, one of them brought up maybe we could do, are there any solutions like making more parking or, um, you know, other things? And um, and basically, by the time they were done with all the discussions, they decided that they just wanted to take that off of the agenda altogether and that they didn't even want to consider um, everything that was put, compiled in that um that one blanket um, uh, agenda item. So next uh, this week, when I go back to check out what they vote for, that's not even going to be up for vote, which is cool. So things are going to stay. Nothing's going to go up oh, as yeah, far as change. that's concerned. Yeah, so no changes there. Um, we won't have any increases in parking fines, things like that. Um, other than that, a lot of the, um, the things that they discussed were um, – Specifically for campuses, uh, like what, like cooling towers, and um, they're going to be uh, enhancing the welding program um, over at South Campus. So, um, you know, they're asking for some money to get that going. Um, it's been growing, and with this new uh, money that they're asking for to help it grow, they're going to increase um, their enrollment by a lot and be really good for them. Um, hmm. All right. <laughs> Since you former editor in chief, yes. editor in chief, you mm-hmm. guys have been to governance meetings, multiple mm-hmm. governance meetings. Yeah. yeah. Can you describe the feel and the energy of that and be honest? It's dry. So it's at a, the district offices. So, you know, it's not on a campus where there are any other students or anything. So yeah. there's definitely very a very corporate professional vibe about it. Um, the meeting itself, you know, I was the only student in attendance. Um, everyone else was an administrator, um, campus presidents, um, you know, the chancellors there, the board members and whatnot. Yeah. Um, so I would say, yeah, dry at times, but these people are really enthusiastic and dedicated to their jobs. So sometimes those moments kind of come through, especially when they were talking mm-hmm. about their concern about raising the student fines and the parking fines and whatnot. You know, that really struck them immediately as something that should not be the first resort as a solution. So, you know, like I said, sometimes those moments come out where you're where it's not just dry, boring stuff. And yeah. um, and really what they do is really essential. Like it's a lot of behind the scenes stuff. And they're the ones that make sure that the projects that need to get funded, get funded. You know, they also talked about the Northwest campus. You know, they're, they're going to be totally redoing that. Um, they're actually going to be keeping up two of the buildings that are 
decent enough to be maintained and um, repaired. And then they're completely demolishing and replacing building by building a good majority. It's nice for them to confirm what I already told everyone. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so we're there. Yeah. And yeah, you'll check it out. Last semester, Juan did a really good comprehensive oh, article on everything. Well, you know, Fort Worth Star Telegram isn't covering it. And, yeah, no you know, one, no yeah. one else in the county is. And it's a really important a lot yeah. of money that people <laughs> have voted yeah. on to spend on that. So um, I think yeah. everyone is entitled to understand and know what's going on. And I agree with that. And let me say this. Board and meetings keep them accountable. And I was a witness of the time and the effort this man, Wanna Bar, put into that. <laughs> Look, guys, it's not the Wanna Bar podcast. We're <laughs> no, 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 no. We're, no, we're talking about, no, we're talking about the, 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 the details you went into getting into that Northwest story, you know, because. Northwest has been a mystery for a hot minute what's going on with their campus. You know, you got, yeah. you know, potential falling rocks from the sky, you know. <laughs> yeah. Even <laughs> now, there is. Facades. <laughs> yeah. And they're in the scaffolding rental business, it seems like. Yeah. Because <laughs> there's scaffolding everywhere. There. All over the place over there on the campus. Yeah. And, and you know, um, it just takes time to do good reporting. And a lot of people don't realize the effort and the commitment that people in news or in journalism, you know, go through to give, you know, good stories. Mm -hmm. And it's not yeah. like in this, in this story in particular that anybody could go onto Google and find out for themselves what's going on. We're the ones that are producing that and getting that info out there. I mean, it took a lot of your own digging to get yeah. the things that we needed. And, you know, as journalists, we're uniquely in a position to be digging for that info and, yeah, letting no, people know what it sure. is. So, and Malik, since you're since you work here, you have to read the whole thing now. You can't. <laughs> There's gonna be a test on it later. Yeah, I'm gonna oh. quiz you on it. Um, but no, yeah, uh, just to, I appreciate that from the both of you, and also and I agree with you. I think a lot of good journalism is uh, is forgotten a lot. Um, but yeah, just to, to give a final answer, also on my end to the to the board to the governance meeting, board meeting stuff, dry, boring. I mean, Jill mostly covered it. I think it can be boring for the majority of people. Uh, Definitely just kind of cover basic stuff, people talking about money. Yeah, the governance meeting is kind of where they figure everything out and where the discussions happen. And, you know, and then the board meetings are nice and quick. They just take yeah. those things they already discussed and vote yes or no. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so it's pr that one's pretty straightforward. I mean, and that's when work work gets done. Like things go from not being passed to being passed. So, yeah, so that's, yeah, so that's, that's it from there. But, all right. Well, other than that, we're going to take a pause for the calls, um, quick break, and um, I guess we're going to have an ad between this little break or something. I don't know. So, But, yeah, we'll be right back. Go in there, yeah. <laughs> we'll be right back, I guess, right after these messages. So, yeah. See you in a sec. Yeah. Hey, everyone. This is Wani Barr from The Collegian, and I am the multimedia editor this semester. I just wanted to give you guys a heads up that we are hiring for campus editors at South, Southeast, and Northwest. Uh, we also have photographer jobs and we have designer jobs. Uh, if you're interested in any of that at all, I highly recommend that you apply because it's a great place to work, uh, not just for the people here, but as well for the experience you gain, uh, as well as you can create a portfolio for yourself and you get paid for doing it. I honestly think uh, it's, I recommend it to everyone. So if any of that interests you at all, uh, just make sure to visit us at collegian.tccd.edu or email us at collegian.editor at my.tccd.edu. 
Now let's get back to the show. Welcome back to the sequel of the Editor's Roundtable podcast. Um, what, what's the date? Oh, the date is right here in my face. The, the 18th. Uh, yeah. We're we going to go right into the rookie of the year. Rookie of the year. Or, or of the semester. Of the semester. <laughs> rookie of the semester. Yeah. Dang was last semester's rookie. Correct. And his story of the well-being symposium. Matter of fact, what is a symposium? Uh, I thought it was just like an event, but I guess it is. It, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> Longer, fancier word for event. I'm just messing with you. <laughs> I, 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 I kind of seem intimidating when I said, you know, what is a symposium? You want to run down definition no. like dictionary.com? I've no. never, I've heard that word symposium. twice in my life. Well, it's, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah talk, talk about it there. What, what happened there? The well being. The well being with the symposium, like, they had. Dr. Jeff, I believe, he was just talking to all the uh, staff and faculty about, like, student well-being is and, like, the seven different, um, like, the seven different dimensions of uh, the well-being will. And, like, like each student, like, probably have struggled with at least one of these uh, dimensions, like, emotional, probably mental, and um, I forgot all, all the uh, seven he was talking about, but, like, um, at least one student, like, um, falls under... One of those uh, dimensions. Interesting. Did, did you learn what you fell under? Um, I think. Well, when uh, what I fell under last uh, semester, I fell under like emotional a little bit because like I got really emotional that I was working sixty hours a week, oh, and yeah. um, yeah. and um, I was also taking two classes. It wasn't a lot of classes, but like. When you're working still, that much, when you're working a, that much, it, it feels like a ton of classes. It's like the, even if the, you say it's only two, yeah, it feels like it a, be a huge weight. But now I work here, so I'm happy now. So. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So, uh, tell us about uh, what were there a lot of students there? Uh, it wasn't really students there. It was just uh, staff and faculty members. That's and just what campus was it? It was uh, Trinity. Uh, no, not Trinity Rivers. Uh, South Campus. Gotcha. South Campus. South okay. Campus. Okay. Um, what did they, so they, the, it was a doctor, right? Doctor. Yeah. Right? You say Dr. Jeff Beeson, right? Je Dr. Jeff yeah. Beeson. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah, uh, he was just, he was really just talking a lot about well-being. It's really. Did he, did he like say anything new that you'd never heard of before or? Um, not really because like, I just, not for me, like I feel like, like, um, I see this all the time with other students and everything. It's just, I feel like he he did a good job, like on like just telling what students have, like what are the problems that uh, students face all the time. But yeah. he really had, I really wasn't finding like a way where he was telling like ways to like overcome these problems. I but feel like in like this day and age in general, people are more focused on well-being and value it more i feel like the further back in time you go it's like mm -hmm. you know work 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 and, and do do as much school work as you can and just like push as hard as you can and i think people now are realizing that you gotta have self-care and sometimes you gotta force it on yourself <laughs> but yeah. i think well-being in general is being a lot more valued now yeah. and people are f seeking ways to find out more info on it and how to promote their own well-being yeah I know I it's, am. It's become more important. I mean, it's prevalent. I mean, even just here on not not this campus, but at college at this college, yeah. uh, I'd say a good maybe third, maybe even two thirds of the events that happen here are well being or like uh, events that help you with your own like self care, yeah, yeah, and mental health. Mm -hmm. 
I know like Southeast does that too. Like they have uh, like mindful Mondays and I, you know, there's, there's a lot of events uh, around here that really promote that, which is really, I mean, like I said, that's what people want to know info about. That's what people want to know info about. I feel like there's a lot of ways to, uh, to just like stay healthy too. just like, um, stay active with your schools. Uh, just, that would be a good way to like stay healthy and like, take care of your well-beingness yeah like um being involved in school helps you feel connected to it helps you know? a lot you know it's it's funny it's like i don't like i've, I've been i've been here at this at the school for, for for four years maybe five years now. i've been here for three oh four at the end of this year and it feels like it wasn't until i got this job that i felt like i actually go here yeah <laughs> you know i mm-hmm. i definitely feel much more connected as the, you know someone who reports at the collegian mm-hmm. we kind of have to be but then like i like that yeah, me too. I like it. Where, whereas before, it feels like you just kind of show up and go, show up and, and leave, it. and you don't know anyone. You don't care to kind of intimate connections. Whenever you hear my connections, your life goes a little better. I feel. Yeah. Yeah, you guys are funny too. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's also that too. Yeah. That helps. <laughs> funny people help. It's not. It's not too bad. But uh, cool, cool, cool. cool. That's awesome. And was it? Did you have a good time? I had a good time. It was. Um, did they feed you? That well, I um, I wasn't really <laughs> hungry. I just wanted orange <laughs> juice. They they did everybody though so <laughs> that is that's cool one cool thing about most events around here is mm-hmm. you probably will get fed or you'll at le- least get a snack <laughs> yeah, it's always nice for sure yeah um but cool i, I appreciate it Malik. thank you very much yep uh the the next thing we got here on 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 the topic uh guide here is uh the malcolm x review who killed malcolm x did we find out jill i think we did yeah, I think we did. So, so for clarification, Jill reviewed this uh, documentary series it's yeah. on Netflix. It's called "Who Killed Malcolm X," and um, it's the work of um, um, a black Muslim journalist who took an interest in, uh, you know, the story of Malcolm X. So there's there's the story that um, you know he was massacred. He was assassinated at the Audubon Ballroom in Manhattan in um, 1965. And um, they arrested um, five gunmen, and one of them was uh, had confessed that the other four were not the actual gunmen. And so the investigative probe started there, basically. And so this guy, um, Muhammad, as the last name I can't remember his first name. Sorry, um, but he's a journalist who kind of took the journey from there. He interviewed former FBI agents who reviewed tons of FBI um, wiretaps and documents because it turns out the FBI was pretty obsessed with Malcolm X. Um, He was a polarizing figure in the black community and in America in general, and he was seen as a threat, as a radical threat, um, a threat to the nation. Um, You know, that's the 50s and 60s for you, though. Um, It was a pretty, pretty backwards time. Anyways, so that it, it was kind of surprising that a lot of the sources, a lot of the original documentation and the where the, a lot of the facts came from was these, this FBI documentation and obsessive <laughs> wiretapping uh-huh. that they have. Um, and they actually, you know, uh, several of the conversations that they recorded and it's all revealed here, which is it's just really interesting. It's kind of all laid bare. And so he, the filmmaker, is really on a mission to talk to this one guy who confessed and said that there's really a different story here and that the, assassina- the assassination didn't happen 
by the people that they, they said it did. Um, and as he continued to progress, he would talk to lots of different people and I don't want to, I don't want to do any spoilers here, but the conclusion is pretty shocking. Um, you, you kind of expect to him, for him to, you know, name this person and then go into the community, ask about this person and everyone either be in denial or whatever. But mm-hmm. the reaction of the people who know about this was really unexpected. And I don't want to reveal that. I okay, highly yeah, recommend you watch it, though. I want to know. Um, but but everything right. leading up to it, I mean, the ending is going to be really, really good. Um, and basically what the culmination of this entire thing is that it is going to be reinvestigated because the people who were originally convicted for this pretty much didn't do this. And uh, now we still? know. Um, uh, one was just released from jail, I want to say three, four years ago. I don't want to tell you too much about that because that's part of the shocking ending. Oh. And you you need to watch t- to find out what happened there. I'm, I'm on the edge of my seat there's, right a, there's a definite ending. You're going to get a definite answer to that, but I'm not going to give it to you. You should watch it. Oh, man. I'm, I'm excited. It's good. I mean, I, I feel like there's a lot of people that think they know about Malcolm X or have a very surface, like on the surface, um, knowledge of what he is or what he did. Some people don't even know anything beyond the fact that he was assassinated and he happened to exist at the same time yeah. as MLK and whatnot. And this just gives you so many facts about his life and where he came from and who he is and what his message is and how he influenced people and how people are still like influenced by it today. Other than the FBI, um, another, a lot of uh, sources in this documentary are Nation of Islam members, former Nation of Islam members, um, that give you a really good insight to how that organization worked and how it was perceived back in that day. Um, so. Not only are you going to learn a lot about Malcolm X, but you'll learn a lot about how screwy the FBI was and how completely messed up that was, as well as uh, a glimpse into the paramilitary structure of the Nation of Islam back in the 1950s and 60s. Do you feel like, I mean, so with, with any sort of documentary series, um, do you feel like there's a, an amount of bias in there? Like, so that leans one way that, like towards like trying to to paint Malcolm X is a little nicer or a little better or do you think? So this filmmaker is pretty interesting because I believe he got started because, you know, he was just very interested in Malcolm X and had more of a positive view of him. And, and I think as he interviewed some of these subjects, he asked them some really hard questions that were going to have some really difficult answers and that may be perceived more as negative. I think it's a little balanced. I think, I don't think he's like, biased towards it or biased against it. I think he's really just trying to find the truth and he's biased against the people who are barring him from doing that, I would say. Okay. Yeah, a lot of people don't know that Malcolm X actually left the nation of Islam. He did. He was suspended yeah, and, and never reinstated. He went on his pilgrimage to Mecca and seen Muslims of all colors. So that no. And he w- still had that status of a, a strong black American leader yeah. um, when he was abroad. Yeah, and so a lot that's taught about Malcolm X that he was violent and he was this and he was that, but he never had a violent incident on foul. He, his philosophy was you're not just going to beat on my people without some kind of retaliation we're not just going to sit here and just take this as in somewhat christian ideology you know endure 
uh, hell on earth to get heaven, you know, heaven after you die. Mm -hmm. It wasn't going to go like that. So, I mean, if you also, I recommend everybody to read the autobiography of Malcolm X. Changed my life. So, yeah. Hmm. Biography, you mean? Yeah. Autobiography or biography? Yeah. No, autobiography. Autobiography is a biography written by that person. Yeah, biography called. was written about somebody else. Did he write it about himself? Uh, it's called Autobiography of Malcolm X. That's what the what book is called. Auto okay. <laughs> All right. You said autobiography and auto what? Autobiography is when you write about yourself, a book about yourself. Biography is if somebody writes it about you. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, then. So sense. it would have been an autobiography if he wrote it when he was alive. I just didn't know if I that is it, the case. I don't know if he had one. Yeah, the autobiography of Malcolm X. Yeah, right he on. probably wrote it when he was alive. Right? Yeah, Bob. Yeah. He wrote it as a Alexavian Malcolm X. Yeah. Gotcha. Cool. Okay. All uh, right. I'm sure let's do that. I guess um, before we close this out, we want to touch on um, the coronavirus and what xenophobia is. Coronavirus. I think more people know what coronavirus is than xenophobia. <laughs> coronavirus is the latest flu virus breakout in the world. Um, and it originated in China. And so from there, racism against, and, uh, against people who appear to be Chinese or of Asian descent has kind of culminated out of this. Xenophobia is a term to describe... Um, a hatred of foreigners or strange things. So that's basically what's happening happening here. It's a f like a it's like a form of racism. Racism and xenophobia uh, like overlap, um, and it's discriminating against people who appear to be of Asian descent that they mistakenly think have the virus. Obviously, that sounds crazy, <laughs> but there have been are there've already been attacks and bullying incidents. Um, you can check out the viewpoint this week because um, I outline a little bit of that. Uh, one example was um, there was a Canadian boy. He was of Pakistani and Chinese descent, and he was bullied because the, his classmates thought that he had, must be a carrier because he, he appears to be Asian. Mm -hmm. um, and that's really just, that's one <laughs> many incidents, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, there was a woman attacked on the subway in New York City. Um, other countries in Asia, surrounding countries, are even actually probably worse than America because um, they're so much closer. Um, but, I mean, there's also have been... Um, American mayors around the country um, that would that have already spoken out against this, and that's kind of what we got to do. I mean, we can't when people are acting this way towards others. I mean, discrimination, racism, xenophobia. You have to say something to stop. You have to say something to the effect that this is not right. We shouldn't be doing this. Um, but yeah, coronavirus. Uh, there's no cure for it, but we uh, we can stem the racism and and the xenophobia that results from it. Yeah. It just is making it worse. And besides, why would you attack somebody that who has a virus? Why would you physically be coming in contact? <laughs> Honestly, that was my first you. reaction. I like, but why I didn't want to attack someone when exactly. you Wouldn't you want to stay away from them? <laughs> like, why would you even get like to where they could cough on you? Like I wouldn't yeah. if I really thought you had the disease, I'd be running in the other direction. Not would want to be near him. Yeah, seriously, even, no, I don't know. Stupidity. I can't with these people. Stupidity and racism. It's bad. 
All right. It's been a wonderful podcast. Um, do anybody have anything they want to touch on? Any final world? words? Because <laughs> oh. everybody's going to die after this podcast. You know, just, <laughs> just wash your hands. Um, <laughs> sneeze into your elbow. Yeah, um, that's smart. Uh, also, the overuse of antibacterial, uh, what you call that? Hand sanitizer? Yeah, it's bad. Oh, so the overuse of it is overuse bad. Overuse of it. Overuse is bad. So if that goes on, you know, you, hey, everybody's going to die of the T virus. Um, if you have coronavirus, just stay home, right? <laughs> yeah. right? Just stay yeah, home. Stay home. Warn Call your doctor. Warn the, the CDC podcast, and leave me alone. Uh, listen to the old ones we, were, we yeah, did. Yeah, get caught up. Binge on that. Yeah. Um, you know. Also, where can we find these podcasts? At oh, we, we can find them all at. Uh, on Spotify, you can find on, on Apple Podcasts. You can find us on Google Play Music. You can find us on Pocket Casts. You can find us pretty much. You can find us anywhere there. If you if you have a a popular uh, podcast uh, app you use, we're there. Not cool. a problem at all. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. To uh, close that show, you want, you want me to go ahead and read the our introduction. You do it the best, man. I will see how it goes. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of the Editor's Roundtable. Remember to pick up the latest issue of the Collegian, available on, on all TCC campuses. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at TCC, TCC The Collegian. I'll say it again. TCC The Collegian. Please find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, be sure to visit us at collegian.tccd.edu for the rest of your TCC news from us to Collegian. Also, the paper does come out every Wednesday. Every Wednesday, correct. And if I don't see you with a paper in your hand, I will personally find you and put a paper in your hand. <laughs> reading is fundamental. <laughs> if you don't feel That's like reading, use a puzzle. <laughs> if you don't have a paper in your hand, I will put one in your hand. It just <laughs> Forcibly. Yeah. You're not going to like it. Yeah. But other than that, we out. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye.